in time their older selves. The signs of the shift, large and small, are everywhere. If we only will see them, consider. In a room full of telephones and flat panel displays, where staff is on hand 24 hours a day, calls begin to pick up around 9 a.m., that's when the more than six million elderly customers of Philips Lifeline tend to begin their daily routines. The service allows its clients to alert the company if anything threatens them. The morning is rife with dangers. The average age of a customer is 82, but thousands of centenarians use the service too. The large majority are women, a predictable reality in an older group. The morning see millions of Lifeline clients head to the showers, step out on slippery tiles, and then make their way to the kitchen, where fire, knives, tall cabinets, area rugs, and wood flooring are mortal threats. If customers slip and fall, or a sleeve catches fire, or if they're overcome with anxiety and fear as the day begins, devices around their necks or on their wrists let them send signals sometimes automatically, to the Lifeline call center. By mid-morning, on a beautiful fall day, Lifeline has handled nearly 700,000 calls. A ticker on the wall keeps count. As often happens, some of the callers have died while on the line. An operator takes a call from a Mrs. Jones in Columbia, Missouri. You fell? How far? Were you standing or in bed? So you're not hurt, but you need help getting up. I'll work on that right away. A few years ago, a lifeline operator named Lisa had a flash of fame on the evening news after an 80-year-old woman named Anna tumbled in her bathroom, broke the glass shower door, and lay on the floor beneath a potential guillotine of glass suspended precariously above her. Anna pressed the button on her pendant. It signaled a neighbor, and Lifeline and an emergency team arrived to pull her to safety. But just as battle coverage does not tell much about a protracted war, news clips from the aging world do not give the whole picture. The busy command center with telephones and big LCD displays at Lifeline gives a broader view. Like a situation room for elder angst, in its command center in Framingham, Massachusetts, Lifeline tracks the minute-by-minute -minute flow of incidents and concerns through the day. News stations and the Weather Channel fill the walls. When alarm spreads on the screens with news of storms, blackouts, local shootings, and terrorist attacks, the phones at Lifeline start flashing madly in a widespread plea for help and comfort. Lifeline's employees are schooled in how to listen and decipher the cryptic messages of clients who are too distressed, too polite, or too proud to give clear indications about what has actually happened to them. They can discern whether there is a pattern of falling, a slur of speech that betrays a missed dose of unneeded medicine, or a stroke. Callers who dial in more than usual signal the grave dangers of despair and loneliness. Operators reassure clients that all is fine, or help is on the way, somehow managing to wrap calm, efficiency, good cheer, and solemn concern into one tone of voice. No one wants to cut a client short, or discourage one from calling again, but this is a business. Lifeline pays above the market rate for its operators, 
and time, which is plentiful to clients, is money to the company. And, after all, the operators may have other people to contact. They might have to call for paramedics to send them to a house. And, perhaps, pass on where the client hides the key, and pass that information on, too. They have some clients they must call to remind to take their pills. The right number and the right color. And then they have birthday calls to make. Every client gets one, and that's important. The company gives bonuses to operators based on the number of calls they handle and on the care they deliver. It's a tricky balance, says Ron Feinstein, Philips Lifeline's longtime CEO. But our people figure it out. The business of Lifeline, according to Feinstein, is combating the hazards of isolation. The world, he believes, is largely in denial of the risks facing seniors.